All right, good evening, and uh, welcome hey. to Affliction. Hope you guys are having a good evening. Salim, how are you doing over there? I'm good. How are you, Carl? I'm uh, enjoying the evening. It's uh, gotten kind of cold. All of a sudden, I realized how, how much it's gotten a little chillier, uh, but we've been spoiled lately, I guess, with the weather, so whatever. No, yeah, it's been weird. Uh, it's like 50 the other day, and it just kind of like, it's out of nowhere, just warmer weather. It's, uh, it's bizarre, to say the least. Uh, but yeah, uh, outside of that, it's been pretty steady. Uh, I have been, I think, did I tell you? I don't know if I told you, but I've been, I started rewatching the, um, the DC animated movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, I in general, like from the start, uh, ones that are not necessarily because there's like a newer, uh, like timeline thing they started that started with the uh, Flashpoint paradox. Um, but then I I started. I watched a few other ones before, and now that I'm now I'm starting with with that, they have like a bunch of them in that timeline and voiced by like the same people. I like to do over and over randomly one of those things. Um, how's how's your Spider Man, uh, Spider Girl stuff going? Spider Woman, actually. So, um, uh, I think I'm halfway oh, through. Spider Woman, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah, I think I'm halfway through the series. It's it's been getting progressively worse. <laughs> um, yeah, what was today? What, what was I had a big issue today? It was um. Oh yeah, so they're in space, right? So it is basically like SpaceX. They were taking civilians into 
space. So Jessica and her co-worker slash guy that is hitting on her constantly uh, trying to uh, date her and her nephew that is always around her job and whatever they are there. That's like the whole group is, is her, him and the little boy. So they are able to go on to space because there's uh, the villains called Steeljaw. He guess what his ability is. Um, but he I don't even remember the plot because it was such a not a really an interesting episode, but they are in space and they're on like, a you know, the classic space shuttle and they fly it like a plane even lands on the moon, like with the, the wheels down, just like as a regular airplane or whatever. And all of these civilians are in the, the space shuttle with like no spacesuits or anything like that. And then it's like, okay, now we're finally on the moon. Time to put your spacesuits on. Uh, uh, they end up all getting out. They have the spacesuits, and then something there. They something happens where like Steeljaw is like, oh, I brought you all here so you can work, so we can mine all of the resources on the moon. And the moon is just like within like a day there's like a excavation site, like a full on excavation site in the moon. And all of these regular people are just digging in the moon, finding like gems and rubies and shit. I'm like, what? <laughs> and then, uh, they eventually get to the point where Jessica has to s- sneak away and turn into spider woman. So she's in her, her, her space suit with the glass dome. And then she spins around because that's how she does like Wonder Woman spin. She spins around and turn, changes to Spider Woman. The suit is gone, right? She's back. She's in her, her Spider Woman suit with just the glass dome. And that's it. Like there's nothing else um, that she's wearing. It's just her Spider Woman suit. And I'm like, um, isn't she in space? Like she would probably like freeze to death. Um, like, couldn't you have just drawn the sp- space suit on her? She was already wearing it. You didn't have to put her Spider Woman suit on. Like, whatever. But yeah, it's science has no place in that show. Um, oh, even guess- even more so than <laughs> even more so than your average comic book because it's bizarre. <laughs> oh yeah, the best part was they were trying to run away. And there's like, oh, what do we do? There's nowhere else to go. Look over there. It's the um, the Land Rover. So it's just like the, the random like Land Rover from because then this was like 1979. So just like a random Land Rover that the, the astronauts just left behind on the moon is just sitting there. And they're just like, okay, let's go. And then uh, they, they get on it. And it doesn't start. Well, duh, it doesn't start. It's been sitting here for like nine years. Of course, it doesn't have any batteries. So Jessica Drew, she's like, oh, well, uh, let me sneak in Venom Blast the battery so I can get it a nice little charge. Then he starts it up and then you like take off like, <laughs> like, all right, sure. <laughs> that's bizarre. Anyways, that's these, <laughs> these old... 70s 80s cartoons are exactly what you expect just yep. absolute nuttiness um yeah, i love them but yeah we have uh we have a good show today we have just one fast flick but we're after that we're gonna get into our uh top three or each of our top three movies that technically like it just uh they're technically not necessarily 100 percent our top three but just we want to talk about these movies where we each of us just stood out as far as the sci-fi side is concerned and also on the television side 
uh, our three most uh, or three of our individually our favorite shows, if you will, as well, uh, and kind of in the same realm, not necessarily our favorites, but like just in general shows that really stuck with us uh, for the year of 2022. Um, first, let's let's start with our fast flick. So, Carl, if you want to go ahead and play our little fast flick video. Alrighty, so our first or our only fast flick um, was uh, I saw it the other day. I don't know if you knew this, Carl, but uh, it's, it was talking about Secret Invasion um, and how that's going to essentially set up the stage for the upcoming Star Wars movie or Armor Wars movie. Um, first off, the thing that was surprising to me is that. Armor Wars is not going to be a show anymore. It's going to be a movie instead. Uh, they're turning that into a big screen affair, which was kind of surprising to me. And, um, I guess, you know, they want to maybe do, I don't know if this is supposed to be kind of like a, a Iron Man 4 in a sense, but that was, that was a surprising factor to me. And, you know, Don Cheadle was, was talking about basically about secret wars and and he's like you know it's there, there's a couple of quotes here from him so the first quote is like it's bananas it's very expensive and obviously now that everyone can show up in everybody else's story i mean i'm in secret invasion so i'm in sam jacks sam jackson's show there's part of that and it kickoffs what happens in armor war that kicks off what happens in armor wars um, and then he says, so yeah, it's, it can go on and on, and hopefully it doesn't get spread to then. There's still some body control and strikes and for expansion sakes. But there's a clear idea about the storytelling and what you're trying to accomplish with, accomplish with every iteration. So I guess he's just talking about how, um, you know, obviously not only with Marvel and Cinematic Universe where characters are you know interacting interchanging with each other but he's talking about how armor or our secret evasions is going to uh eventually or it's going to lead into armor wars or something that's going to happen in secret invasion is going to lead into armor wars uh what, what were your thoughts uh, on that like when you saw that it was it was interesting to me seeing that because like i said this the, the fact that it's not gonna be a tv show anymore is surprising in itself but we actually um, we actually talked about this before um, did we? i don't remember mm -hmm. that yeah this is it's it's been news for a little while that it, it was converting over i think that was since like september maybe um, so, but yeah, we definitely talked oh, about that part of it. Um, but yes, it it was a originally Armor Wars was originally supposed to be a Disney Plus show. Yeah, because remember back at D twenty three, we were wondering where was Armor Wars? Why wasn't it on the on the Phase Five schedule um, or Phase Six? Because it you know they it just wasn't they didn't talk about it at all. And then shortly afterward. Um, is when the news came out that they were going to convert it over into a movie. Uh, but yeah, it, it is that. And then also, um, you know, with Secret, Inv Secret Invasion dropping relatively soon. I don't even remember if we have a date on that just yet. 
Um, it doesn't show that on here, so I don't think we still don't have a date on it, but it's supposed to be this month, I think. Um, but it's supposed to lead directly into Armor Wars some kind of way because uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Like, I think there's not really a whole lot of Marvel content um, going on Disney Plus this year. I think it said it's like three three shows, um, which would be this. I do think... Yeah, I do think they also are trying to clean up phase five and six a little bit. Like, I don't know what they, because I guess they were a lot of people as far as the quantity of phase four. And, well, not only in quantity, but the quality. I guess there was a lot of complaints about it. Um, obviously, there was things in phase four that were good, but there was a lot of stuff that was just kind of maybe they had it watered down a little bit. Uh, made it watered down a little bit so i'm wondering um because i'm excited that there's rumors at that point where if they want to kind of revisit phase five and six and make it a little bit more not necessarily less in quantity but just the quality better so it'll be interesting to see how that affects that because obviously with this tv shows that they do maybe they'll readjust the size of the episodes like instead of having like nine episodes or they'll do like five um things like that maybe it'll be interesting to see what those rumors really meant as far as them being like okay well we're going to revisit the slate and what we do with that um but yeah it's 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 just going to be interesting to see when it, it's kind of surprising that we don't know exactly when Rage is coming out just because it's like it, it's kind of crazy that we don't know yet and it's supposed to be this month yeah like yeah i would think that we would have a date like within the next week but yeah uh, apparently not because if it was coming this week we would know um so yeah, it, yeah. I, i'm looking then forward to it but there's not a whole lot there's secret invasion uh there's what if and season man. two and then um talking with disney plus specifically uh, um loki season two disney uh, what if season two and then secret invasion i don't think there's anything funny else thing saying. well well the funny thing is like you you would think that they would really start gearing towards advertising about secret invasion if that's supposed to come out before ant-man and but ant-man has been kind of the focus for right. the last i would say three months right mm -hmm. um that that's been interesting too in a sense because if you're if you're gonna have you you would think that the, the next thing that's coming out would be what you're trying to advertise towards and really push so people know hey this is when this is coming out so i need to be ready the week of the 20th january 20th that week on wednesday this is going to drop i want to watch it because if people don't know it's coming out and they're not aware like that could affect ratings of the first week <laughs> mm -hmm. so um that's just it's it's interesting why there's being no pun intended secretive about uh about the release of the show like and like i said you know ant-man uh quantumania uh comes out next month in february and like i said they're they've been releasing more and more stuff like they're getting people really hyped up about king the conqueror uh there's been like you know more scenes with him and you know everyone's like another another uh villain that people are more excited about than the hero itself but yeah I think it's, maybe it's we assumed 
maybe because uh, uh, I can't quite remember why we thought it was January, but maybe we assumed that, like, maybe they said winter 2023, and we assumed January because Ant-Man was coming out in February, so we assumed it was coming out before Ant-Man, because technically winter 2023 would still be, like, February or... Um, maybe, yeah, maybe the timeline had it ahead of it. Yeah, it could have been that too. But, um, if if it's supposed to have it's been winter, that could have been after Ant-Man too. Um, but yeah, uh, either way, if, if it gets delayed after Ant-Man, it wouldn't be the end of the world. And like I said, they, sure. they don't have a whole lot of things coming up on Disney Plus for the year, so maybe they re- uh, reevaluated um, it's placement just so that there's a little bit more um, because like after Ant-Man, if 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 Secret Invasion would have come out now and then Ant-Man drops in February, there would be nothing until summertime uh, until oh, like May. They, they must have pushed it. Because now I'm looking at this uh, I'm looking at this new timeline. It says spring 2023. Hmm. So they must have pushed it. I can't remember if I ever remember them doing that, uh, or meant when they would have mentioned that. Let me see something here. When was this posted? But yeah, like yeah, if it's coming out in spring, yeah, that makes more sense. Like I said, they, they don't have a whole lot going on up until May when. Uh, is that Guardians? Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy comes out in in May, so there would be nothing going on if it came out now. Um, so pushing it until March or April would make a little bit more sense just to have something going on with Marvel. Because um, yeah, we just finished watching, you know, some other stuff. Uh, what was was She Hulk and Darn it, uh, stuff's already flown out, flown out of my head. Um, but yeah, like it, it just makes a little bit more sense now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, definitely. So we'll be interesting to see what happens with all these, uh, with their phase five and what they mean by quality and all that stuff. Um, I, I won't say anything about the new Ant-Man trailer because I know you haven't watched it, so I don't want to um, spoil anything. But uh, yeah, let's get into our regular show. Uh, we are going to talk about our our most memorable shows and movies, sci-fi related movies at least, and shows. Um, what I was thinking, we'll, the way we'll do this, so like we'll start off with shows. Do you want to start off with shows first? Um, and then what we could do is, what we could do is um, go take turns as instead of like just us talking. Like so, we'll do one show, and then I'll do a you do a show, I do a show, and back and forth like that. Sure. Um, I'm there with the movies. Uh, so let's. I'll let you go first. I don't. Did you want to do like an order, like your number three to one, or you pick however you want to go? What order? Um, I'll just go ahead and start. Um, so the uh we were doing tv shows first and like i said we i didn't want to have the same stuff that Salim had uh but actually for what it's worth between Salim and i we have 
we have similar tastes in movies and as far as you know, similar ranking in, in movies and stuff. But as far as TV shows go, we're kind of different. Um, so what he has is not something at all. I, I don't even watch what he, he has on his list. Um, but we did both watch my uh, favorite TV show of, of 2022, and that was Sandman. We both watched uh, Sandman. So by far, that was what I felt was uh, the best sci-fi thing that i watched i'm not gonna say it's absolutely the best because again i haven't watched what even celine has watched there's other shows out there that um i haven't watched but of the things that i've watched this year uh that's considered television um i thought sandman was uh one of the best if not the best thing i was really um excited to to see it and it was every episode was um really interesting um, I love the visual effects of the show. Um, I love that Neil Gaiman was like directly who, again, who created the Sandman uh, comic book series was directly involved with the production of the show. So he made sure that his baby was uh, being adapted correctly. Cause we all know, like sometimes these things, especially with Netflix, especially with Netflix, when they do ad- adaptations, they usually are not very good. Um, I, I would say almost every adaptation that Netflix has had has been pretty bad, but this one was one of those that was actually stand out and it was really, really good. Um, they had a lot of different uh, characters coming in, coming in and out. Um, you know, the Sandman himself was a really cool character and had a lot of great backstory. And I really hope that we do get more of this in the future because there, I believe there's more stories that could be told uh, in this universe, more stories to be adapted from the comics. Um, but for me, it, this was absolutely the best show. Yeah, I enjoyed that show too. Um, it, I just had other shows that I enjoyed more. Uh, that was like one of the that was definitely a really good uh, show especially because Netflix tends to botch those so it was it was pleasantly surprising that they actually did really well um and like you said you know the the writer and creator being involved probably definitely helped it them not botching the the entire series so um it, it was definitely a good show and if anyone hasn't watched that we would recommend it check it out on Netflix uh, if you get a chance. Um, so I'll go next. So my favorite uh, show, um, it's on Amazon Prime. Is uh, it's probably it's my it's definitely my favorite show in general. Not even just sci-fi, really. And I guess I'm biased because I mostly watch sci-fi, fantasy, uh, comic book related um, shows. But The Boys is my favorite show in general. Um, and the season three of the boys was just fantastic continuation of homelander just one of the most uh the one of the best villains in comic book history um the complexity of billy the uh, billy butcher um this the story like see like Season one and two are pretty crazy, and then season three gets even crazier. They're just even more like things that they push the bond, like the boundaries of how how far they want to go as far as really um, making you 
like shock value, I guess, if you will. Um, they added one of my favorite, like, like I'm a big Supernatural fan. And so the, the writer uh, of the show, Eric Kripke, he wrote Supernatural. He was the creator of Supernatural. And and he's the executive I think he's the executive, pretty sure executive producer of this show. And he basically uh he ha he has a lot of like super he has like supernatural Easter eggs in here too, but and throughout the series, but he has characters that he had on supernatural or actors that he had on supernatural go on to this show as well. And one of my favorite, like he's generally been a TV actor, but now he's kind of you know, I mean, he's still for the most part, I think, on TV. I think he had one movie recently, but uh, it got scrapped because there was some um, onset onsets. It was that it was that Rust, I think, or was it Rust? I can't remember. But that Alec Baldwin movie, remember where the guy where they had the accident on set where Alec Baldwin shot and killed yeah. mm -hmm. uh, somebody. So he was supposed to be, uh, and the person I'm talking about is Jensen Eccles. Uh, he played Dean Winchester on Supernatural. But he was supposed to be in that movie, but that movie got scrapped because of that uh, situation that happened. Um, but yeah, he's like one of my favorite TV actors. Like I said, again, Supernatural. I'm a, like a huge Supernatural fan, so like I definitely have like a bias towards him um, as like just being a big fan of him and his acting. Uh, he was added to season three, um, and there's other characters. Is like one of the. Uh, um, a couple other characters of Supernatural that have been in this show. But yeah, this it was just really fun. It's a fun show. And I was like, like, I'm a big, you know me, I'm a big comic book guy. Um, but I love that this really makes fun of comic books, essentially. The comic this comic book itself makes fun of comic like Marvel and DC. Like the concept of obviously people with superpowers all being these altruistic good people. In reality, they would all be dick bags um one of my favorite line one of my favorite lines from season three is like it's a spider-man thing right like in spider-man is like um with great power to come to great responsibility billy butcher says with great power comes to fact or he says with great power comes that you'll be a trite cunt or something like that like he says something of that verbatim not verbatim but something in that realm so it kind of sets the, you know, again, takes a thing from Marvel to poke fun at Marvel and kind of addresses the, uh, what the theme of the, sh of the show is. So yeah, that to me, like it's, it's, this one, it's my favorite show. And that, that would be, I mean, I guess I would put that at number one uh, for myself. Alrighty. Um... So yeah, as far as the boys go, it probably would be a show I would watch if I had Amazon Prime, which I don't. So um, that's why I don't have it any anything to add to it. I've never seen anything. Um, but if I ever get Amazon Prime or if it becomes available anywhere else, I would definitely check it out. Um, so uh, what I did get and I do have is HBO Max, which... Um, which, you know, I don't subscribe to things yearly. Um, like, I'll just get in there for whatever I want to see and dip out. And one of those things was uh, Harley Quinn 
season three this uh uh this summer dropped and i was super excited for that because harley quinn is like my favorite show in general just like my favorite ongoing show um for the last couple of years so i was super excited for season three it didn't disappoint they're already working on season four uh as long as uh uh J- james gunn and and everyone else at uh DC doesn't decide to ax it at the last minute or, you know, do something uh, to cause it to go to a different network or something like that. But um, what's going on, Matthew? Uh, Yeah, I still very much loved season three. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it's like my second favorite show of, of the year. Um, Not, uh, not that I remember a whole lot, but obviously it was definitely the season of Harley and Ivy, being together the first season they were just friends second season uh, ivy was getting married and then ended up breaking that up at the end to get with harley uh at the end of season two so season three they were a full-on relationship but they had their issues they had their problems they didn't uh fully gel together uh, for every single episode and that's just kind of what the whole season was really about but it was still totally a ton of fun um a riot and i do highly recommend it to anyone just because it's animated doesn't mean it's bad or it's not for you know there's totally animated stuff for adults and this would be one of those uh there's lots of violence and fighting and killing in fact like half of the villains are dead already i think um let's see mr freeze is dead penguin's dead i think harley killed penguin and then mr freeze sacrificed himself um several other villains uh what happened to the riddler is he still alive i'm not sure i can't remember but yeah there's there's quite a few of them uh in there so i do highly recommend it uh i can't wait for season four it's probably dropping this year probably again over the summer uh but we'll see yeah like you i have not so like you didn't watch uh world of the boys i i have i actually just recently prescribed subscribed to hbo max um but i have not watched the harley quinn show yet but, but i probably will check it out now if maybe i've seen so is this um the same as the other harley quinn like i remember there was a season one of harley quinn where in that first season they show her obviously breaking up with the joker and then she creates like she becomes really good friends with um best friends with uh poison ivy and they show like the justice league as kind of being like douchey in a sense (laughs) um and it's kind of like uh they're basically going and like i remember the final episode is where harley quinn and like poison ivy and a couple of other like villains if you will of dc are like the ones that end up saving the world essentially like is that was that a different show or is that probably the same one one, yeah uh dr psycho or yeah dr psycho and clayface and uh king shark okay um yeah i think maybe i saw season one which was good but i then i didn't watch any more seasons uh, after that because i didn't I, I think i just like my i think my friend downloaded the season but i just for some reason i think i just lost track of it 
Uh, so maybe I'll go back and watch that. So my second favorite, if you will, I'll go with um, was Stranger Things. That's on Netflix. I know, Carl, you only seen season one. Uh, but this is a season uh, four of Stranger Things. And yeah, I thought I thought it was really good because like when we talked about this show back when it came out, I think it was like July, I believe. Um, it was it was funny, like like the first three seasons have a completely different theme. It's more driven towards a younger audience. Like not necessarily that older audience can't enjoy it too, but it's like it's more like you know more of like a family sit together show, um, and but season four takes a much darker, even darker, more darker than the first three season turns, and they they kind of really switch up the theme uh, of, of the feel and the theme and everything on the show. It's a lot of like the the eighties, a lot of like the eighties horror movies. Uh, like uh, a nightmare on Elm Street um, and stuff like that. Um, uh, they take stuff from that and really that what they incorporate in this sh in this in this season. And I thought they did really well as far as incorporating that. I thought it was a it was a fun season for me. Had more uh, exciting like they they sh it was interesting the way they they told the story and everything like that. So to me, this was, this was my second favorite show of, of 2022. Um, and I was actually surprised that they ended up having um, a cliffhanger again. Uh, so they did a two-parter. They'd released part one for like the first, I want to say seven or eight episodes, or it might've been seven episodes. And they did two more episodes of part two and then part two had a cliffhanger. So I thought this was going to be the last season, like it was the season series finale, but they're going to have a season five. Um, and it's going to be the same villain as this season. Um, but it's going to be interesting, like I said, how they uh, how they wrap that up. But yeah, and I really enjoyed it. And to me, like I said, it's, it's, it was prob like, probably my second favorite show, sci-fi show of, of the of the year all righty and then uh yeah like you said i've only watched season one so it's another one of those uh shows that i haven't watched but actually i kind of struggled this uh compiling my list for even just three for top tv shows because i almost didn't put harley on there because you know we never really talked about harley um i do mention it from time to time but i was like you know what screw it let me put it on the list because it is legitimately one a show that i watched this year and two i really legitimately like it but to find out what to figure out what that third one was i was like what the heck did i actually watch this year that's television because i don't watch tv i really or i watch pretty much streaming everything and i really don't watch television shows like i'm an anime person so i usually watch a lot of anime and then as far as sci-fi stuff not a lot really catches my attention, but I had to kind of decide what that third one was. And we've watched, uh, you know, all of the Disney plus stuff and we watched uh, a couple of other things. Um, 
one which you know one of the things that you're going to cover after after this but even then i wouldn't have considered it uh better than personally um she hulk i think she hulk was a little bit better um so i'm glad you're picking that other thing anyway but it was did i wanted to pick she hulk or moon knight and that was kind of my debate uh because those are the only other tv shows that i watched i had to pick one of those two and between the two she hulk had more episodes um it was more of my speed even though i liked moon knight quite a bit um i like the the mix of action and comedy where moon knight was more of the it, it didn't act it didn't actually have a lot of action again there was like a whole episode there where he never even turned into moon knight right maybe two episodes where he never even turned into moon knight where she hulk had a whole lot of other things going on especially all the fourth fourth wall breaking uh which was really fun i haven't seen that in a couple years since deadpool um but just being able to embrace that but i do like to just to touch on what your quality control comments were uh, before because i know you don't think of this show as highly as i do as well as uh, other people on the internet but i think one of the things that um because I don't think they're going to cut like content so white so much, but as far as what was interesting when I was looking into like there, especially in this process, this show with the fourth wall breaking and all of this stuff is how kind of free and loose uh, the writers were allowed to be with she Hulk and, and how free and loose with the, the writing material, the whole the Kevin bot and all that stuff. It's fun. Um, and I like all of these different takes and, and, taking chances and stuff like that but like i say free and loose i think they're just kind of gonna bring it raining in a little bit more uh going forward with the future shows and future movies and stuff because between uh thor love and thunder and this show and miss marvel and even moon knight to a certain extent not everyone was like on board with moon knight because they just didn't get the uh the whole multiple personality thing I think that's kind of what this year was for Marvel movie and TV uh, is this a lot of it wasn't so much that everyone was being pleased. It's more like this group is getting what they want, but, you know, this group is not. And then this group is getting something, but this other group is not. And I think that's kind of where the future of marvel is headed where they're just like they they're trying to please all these groups but it's leaving all of these other groups like feeling like oh this isn't for me which i think is fine but unfortunately everyone kind of needs to voice their opinion and they think that everything needs to be for them with specifically marvel content because i don't i can't explain that but that's just how i that's my opinion I think everyone wants to be pleased by everything they see coming from Marvel and not just appeasing to certain groups. That That's just how I feel. But regardless, um, I think She-Hulk was still a really good show. Um, I liked it a little bit more than Moon Knight. And between the two, um, there really wasn't much else for me to pick. So I had to throw in She-Hulk there. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed She-Hulk. I, I don't know. I, I never said that I didn't like it. So I didn't say you didn't um, like it. I said you didn't like it as much as I did. I mean, that's, I guess that's relative, but yeah, I mean, I know She-Hulk, and as far as the quality stuff, I just, that rumor I read, so it'll be interesting to see what happens 
uh, if that's even real, like it could just be completely uh, fabrication by somebody who doesn't want, <laughs> who doesn't like the direction of uh, what MCU is doing, and they could have just made up a you know baseless rumor and they're trying to run with it because no one's um, like you. You haven't heard like Kevin Feige comment on that or anything like that. So or even like well, he the, the president of this. Correct, but I'm just saying they're not talking about no one's out of MCU has talked about anything of, of them changing anything for five, say phase five and six, um, like a different direction. Uh, we have that just, like I said, it was just a random rumor that somebody uh, made up. So could be a random rumor, stuff, um, but we don't know. Uh, but yeah, so my my last show I'll go with is. I really enjoyed it like and i guess I, what it was probably more so like i really enjoyed it maybe because my my expectations going into this show weren't like super like i don't know what not high i should say but i didn't really have a lot of expectations um i was just surprised that they were making it a show um because not that i didn't like the character in from suicide squad but um it was just kind of surprising that they were making an entire series out of this character, but it was Peacemaker. And I I ended up really enjoying it. Like, like I said, maybe it was because expectations were not as great for other things, and that made me like it more uh, because, like, I was, like, maybe pleasantly surprised. But I, I really ended up enjoying it. Like, I liked the, the entire storyline. I liked the character development. It was, you know, a good mix of comedy and and the action. Um, I loved the little twist with Vigilante. Um, I loved uh, his uh, John Cena or Peacemaker's little uh, pet sidekick, Eagly. It was really funny. Um, I really enjoyed John Cena in here too. He was surprised me as far as the way he was able to act because he you know coming coming from a wrestling background you know you 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 gotta get those kind of actors um you know typecast and obviously we've talked about dave batista who's gone out of his way to do more rangy roles like he's not trying to be just this action hero like when i'm talking about dave batista and it seems like john cena is trying to obviously this is an action movie or show but he's trying to go for more roles where he can actually act and do show various side emotions and and you know try to play different characters as being like you know like like you know and and spot but that's what the rock generally tends to be he is just All different roles. It's the Rock. It works for him for the most part. Like I said, you know, he's a he's a big budget movie guy. Um, obviously, the uh, what do you call it? Black Adam didn't do as well. But I think I have other theories as why that didn't do as well. I think I think DC's gotten to a point where if critics absolutely trash a DC movie of uh, the audience is not going to give it the benefit of doubt anymore. And I think that affects then ends up affecting uh, the box office stuff. But 
getting back to the peacemaker, like because of a John Cena, he to me he was just absolutely really good in this in this entire series. And like I love the the, the way they developed his character. Like you know he's the beginning of the show. He's a he's not a good guy, but then they show that he's a lot more complex uh, than what you think he is. And then you kind of they they go into his relationship with his father and how his childhood upbringing really um affected who he became as an adult and slowly building him up to be more of the good guy as opposed to just being this you know villain that everyone thinks he is so it was, like i said i just really enjoyed the show i ended up really enjoying the show and whether like i said again it was because my expectations weren't like really having expectations when i started the show I don't know if that factored into it, but yeah, that's uh, my third show of 2022, sci-fi comic book show of 2022. Um, All right, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I, I liked Peacemaker just fine. Um, if you had asked me two or three years ago, do I think Peacemaker would make a, a good TV show or does that character deserve a TV show? I would just say, who's Peacemaker? Um, because... Mm -hmm. I, I didn't know who that was a couple of years ago. So I wouldn't, I would say, no, there's many other DC characters that would make a better TV show than Peacemaker. But um, given that fact, it wasn't a half bad show. Uh, that said, it didn't grab me enough for me to be a super like fan of it or um, to be super excited talking about it or uh, anything in particular about it wasn't like super cool to me but i would watch a season two if there was one so uh, i would continue watching because i do like john cena in general um and i like james gunn and his direction in general um so i don't know what they planning on doing with this character but i liked enough so I, that i would keep on going with it but like i said i didn't like it more than She-Hulk, and so again, that's why I'm glad. In the very least, said you had it on your list because I, I wouldn't have had it on my list, but I think it was worth mentioning um, in general. Yeah, I so. was thinking, I was thinking about Moon Knight, putting Moon Knight in here uh, instead of Peacemaker. It was close, but I went with Peacemaker just because. Um, yeah. All right, Alrighty. let's get into the movie side. If you want to go ahead and go first. Yeah, so um, as far as movies go, uh, I'll just go ahead and say this. So again, we've already said this at the beginning of the show. This isn't, um, although it's our top movies and top shows of 2022, my list, I want it to be different just to have the opportunity to talk a little bit more about different movies. Um, but if I were to make my own list, my list would be Salim's list. It, I, I had him pick first and he picked the movies that I would have picked. So I picked other movies that he, um, you know, he didn't pick just for the sake of talking about the other movies. So that being said, um, my first movie, which is, I wouldn't necessarily say it's number one, but it's just number one because again, some Salim's list is, is uh, got that there, but uh, Prey is worth talking about. I think it was a really great movie for 2022. Um, an unexpected um, good movie, especially since it hit Hulu exclusively. It was streaming only, never in theaters. Definitely a movie that should have been in theaters. And I, 
I, I still like question as to why they didn't want to put this on a big screen because it would have been really cool to see this in a movie theater. Um, but really great characters, uh, great visuals, uh, a new predator, and it looks really cool. Um, yeah, it's just a really dang good movie. It told a really great story. Not a whole lot to say, but it just adds more to the Predator lore. And um, they, they can do so much more with Predators, like, going through time, like, having a Predator, like, I don't know, in Egypt or having a Predator in, in Japan or doing something. And they can, they can just make movies like that going forward. And especially if, like futuristic predators are a little bit more risky uh to to do because of uh more recent movies and more uh, recent attempts but in the very least this one was really handled very well um so um i enjoyed it very much how about you Celine? yeah so prey well i'm glad you picked prey uh because i was really thinking about putting that in mind um as opposed to the ones that I went with, uh, at, in, instead of one of the ones that I went with, um, but yeah, that was a really enjoyable sh uh, movie. Like it was, it was shorter. It was too short for me. Like I, not yeah, definitely short. Uh, I wish it was a little longer, but I really enjoy like uh, uh, the lead actress um, with, with Thunder. Um, Amy uh, Mid Thunder. Amy, Mid I don't know if it's right. Amy, but it's Mid Thunder is the last name. Yeah, Mid Mid Thunder. Uh, she was excellent in that show, a movie. Like she, a lot of the scenes is basically her acting by herself, um, and it's just kind of really awesome the way she carried that movie. Um, yeah, so that that was definitely a good movie, and I'm glad you picked it. So uh, the my favorite movie, and this is again i know i'm a big sci-fi guy but this is probably my favorite movie in general of 2022 and it's probably gonna go it's probably gonna be a movie that we watch so many times but uh everything everywhere all at once like absolutely like fantastic movie they absolutely nailed the multiverse uh even better than dr strange which i like dr strange and i'm not gonna get too much into that but i like that movie but they I feel like they did it better with the multiverse. Um, Michelle Yao was fantastic. The return of uh, Ki Hu Kwan. Um, Stephanie Sao was also in this movie. And I think we had talked about this movie originally when both of you and I watched it and reviewed it. Um, like Stephanie Sao, like I had mostly seen her in very small roles, like, like a very side character. Like she's in... Um, She's in what do you call it? Uh, Sung Chi. Uh, she plays like you know that this the when they're sitting at the restaurant with their friend, mm. um, the the lawyer. That's her, and she's and it's kind of crazy. Like because I've like I said, I've only seen her mostly, in, and not to say she doesn't have bigger roles because I haven't seen everything she's in, but most of the stuff I've seen is small stuff like that. And and watching her in this movie, the range she showed as an actress is like, oh my god, man, she's fucking awesome. Um, obviously, the relationship between it's a, the, the entire movie is really based around uh, Michelle Yao, Evelyn, and Stephanie Sao. Uh, uh, Jobu, her, so, so she's Jobu uh, to to pay and um, her, her character. I forget what her daughter's name is. I can't remember off the top of my head. 
Goddamn stupid. Uh, IMDb is not loading for me. Um, but yeah, so she, she the, the 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 relationship between them and how it basically affected the multiverse of uh, their relationship uh, and throughout the movie that they're they're showing the the complexity of of these characters and how they're how like I said their relationship is affecting the multiverse. Um, you know, so Joy Wang, Joy Wang is uh, Stephanie Sao's character. Um, but yeah, so all all that put together, like I said, it was an absolutely fantastic movie for me. And the funny, thing, Carl, did you know? Uh, apparently, for I'm glad they didn't do it, but there was a, the the rumor was that they originally wanted Jackie Chan Chan, Chan to play Michelle Yao's character, like, but it was a male instead of a female. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, that's insane. That would be interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad they went with Michelle Yeah because I thought she was really she was awesome in this. And um like I said, I, I'm glad that they didn't, you know, it's always one of those things when when you when you find out after the fact that you know a certain actor was supposed to originally be the role, but that they turned it down or just couldn't work out with them. So they went with someone else. And it's like, man, yeah, I can't see. I can't see this person in this movie. Like the most famous one I think about is The Matrix with uh with uh Keanu Reeves, but like Will Smith was originally approached about being in the Matrix. It just it doesn't work for me. I, I can't I can't imagine Will Smith as as Neo. I just can't. It's weird uh for me to get to see him being that character. And I think you know they they, they got it right that they went with Keanu Reeves. And maybe obviously things would be different if we never have Keanu Reeves. As image as as Neo and it was always Will Smith. Maybe that changes it, but yeah, I'm I'm glad they went with what they did. And like I said, everything everywhere all at once is just absolutely fantastic. And like I said, favorite movie in general for me. And it's going to be a movie that I rewatch like multiple multiple times. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I fully agree um, with Salim. Uh, that is my favorite movie as well of of 2022 for sure. Um, well, I, I I would say that, but also your your second movie, like I said, my list is your list. Um, I would consider flip flopping them, but at the yeah. same time, I'm totally fine with you know everywhere, um, everything everywhere, you know, being number one. Um, I can go back and forth on your number one and number two, but. Um, for my list again, to just, just to have some extra stuff to talk about and to be a little different, I'm going to go with the other multiverse movie that wasn't as good as everything everywhere all at once, but that is, uh, Dr. Strange, uh, in the multiverse of madness. So I was like, uh, what movies do I really want to pick? Because I was close. So like, I, i'll get into it a little bit later about the like the the ones that are just like right at the uh the cuff of, of being uh, cut like right cut off but i went with this because at the end of the day like one one of the ways i rank things is this would i if i had to pick which one i would watch again especially between all the other uh choices of movies this year i would rather watch multiverse of madness again over watching uh, some of the other movies that uh, again uh, we'll, we'll I'll talk about shortly, but yeah, I still very much like this movie. Um, I liked it more than Thor: Love and Thunder, 
which I still like, but I would prefer this one. And as far as other Marvel movies this year, there's only one other Marvel movie that I liked more than this, um, which uh, Celine will be talking about shortly. But that's it. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot um, of, of praise going on uh, for Marvel movies this year, which is, you know, it is what it is, you know. But just despite that, and despite this movie's flaws, which it definitely has those, um, I really enjoyed seeing all of the Illuminati and seeing all of the Sam Raimi stuff uh, in the art direction and the, the movie direction and, and everything like that. Uh, the future possibilities, you know, the cliffhanger with, with Clea and uh, coming in with Charlie Theron and so on. There's just, just a lot of things just to really enjoy about this movie. A lot of things are criticized too. Like, like I said, the multiverse stuff was done definitely better in everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, I really didn't like that. We only, we, in, in Dr. Strange, they did like a little montage of him going through different multiverses, but he never stayed in, t- in any of them for any long period of time, except for the one that had the Illuminati, and that's where most of the movie occurred. So I felt that it would have been better if he hopped around a little bit more and dipped like shorter time periods, but still uh, spending some decent time in, in multiple universes and learning things uh about how the multiverse works but um other small criticisms aside i still really enjoyed scarlet witch really enjoyed dr strange the visual effects were really good in this movie the music was really good um yeah uh it was a really great movie to me so i put it at number two yeah i enjoyed it i like i thought you know i I was surprised at the really mixture of views it got like i thought it was very I thought it was a good movie. Um, I thought I thought maybe the mixture of views were because of the fact that you have to watch WandaVision before you watch this to kind of understand a lot of what's going on um, because that's a big part of like like why she does like what she is and that movie, why she's like the villain, uh, Scarlet Witch, that is. Um, but yeah, like I said, it was a very fun movie. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they continue on with the multiverse because obviously that's going to be a big part of phase five and and six somehow i'd imagine especially with with king uh coming and all that stuff so will be interesting for sure um my second movie and like you it was it was close like i was trying to see if flip-flop it but i ended up going with with black panther wakanda forever um like i said i get there was parts of this movie that were predictable um and it's super long but like the the length of it was necessary just because they had to deal with obviously Chadwick Bosman's passing and I thought they did it very respectfully and they did a really great job with it they didn't you know they didn't dishonor his who he is in real life like they they incorporated that into this movie what happened in real life and how how important and love he was in real life um that that you can tell throughout uh the, the entire movie and the complexity of, of all these 
feelings that all the all the characters have um, about his passing. Um, obviously, you see, you know, one 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 of the questions that we had, you and I both had about this going into his movies, like, man, they're, they're picking Shuri to be the the next Black Panther, but you know, we don't really know a lot about Shuri as like we know, you know, a little bit about her, but in the MCU. She's mostly been a very small side character, just like, you know, T'Challa's goofy little sister that's super smart. Uh, she's not, she doesn't really have much more depth than that. But they really gave her depth. They built her, her character in this movie and who she is and what makes her tick and, and the complexity of her character, like the emotions she's going through with dealing with T'Challa's passing. and dealing with her beliefs of science versus what like the the Wakanda's Wakandans believe about like the the you know the spiritual realm and all that stuff and she's kind of the conf conflict she's going through in that sense so that's really it was cool to see that um Namar the main villain in this character movie um this is absolutely like the, probably the most badass character in MCU right now, I would say. And, I, and obviously he's much different than he was in the comics. Like, they completely change. Outside of him being um, Prince of, or like, of, of the underwater city, um, everything else is pretty much different. And obviously his name is the same in a sense, too. But... Um, yeah, they they that he was just a fantastic the the actor uh that played him um did a fantastic job he uh you know the, the complexity like I, i've loved i've loved ryan uh Hoger's interpretation of the villain so he doesn't he he makes the villains a little bit more complex than uh than just being like you know black and white sense of a, of a villain um and 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 and, and, and namar is played by tenno Huerta. and hopefully i'm pronouncing that correctly i always uh, kind of screw up the names but yeah again just like the way killmonger was a little more complex than just you know you, you saw the the reasoning of killmonger the way he was but obviously there's still a line with with within good and bad but there's it's the line is not so um it's 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 a lot like i said it's not a line is a little more blurry than this being okay for sure everything this guy is doing is wrong um it's the the like the reasoning it like you kind of feel for him like you feel for why he's what he's doing, what he's going through, and the same way with with Namar, you kind of feel why he's the way he is and the things he's going through. But obviously, there's things that he does in the movie that's like, all right, this guy's the villain. Um, so yeah, he, this this absolutely marvelously done in that sense. Um, Angela Bassett, obviously, as Ramonda, absolutely great performance. She won an award for this performance. Um, that tells you alone how good she was, how great she was in this movie. Um, you know, everything with, with Lupita Nyong, uh, she she absolutely kills it again as the Nakia. Um, all that involved, like this this very well 
Dunn movie uh, sets up. It'll be intriguing to see what they do going forward with Wakanda 3 or uh, Black Panther 3. And then obviously just in general, what Black Panther's role will be, uh, AKA Shuri's role will be um, going into phase five and six. Uh, that'll be interesting to see as well. So yeah, that those are my thoughts on Wakanda Forever and why I have that in here as a, as far as my my favorite, one of my favorite movies. Yeah, you know, like you said, the length and the link never ever bothered me, and I don't even think I noticed it. I don't even remember how long it was. Uh, everything felt appropriate, like like you said, the uh, they handled honoring Chadwick slash T'Challa, um, which respectfully, honorably, uh, tastefully, and was able to develop because again if you keep in mind that shuri the the last time we saw shuri was technically in uh in game but if you think about you know the first black panther movie that came out in 20 uh 2018 and that took place in like the mcu like right after civil war it was supposed to be like a few months after civil war so it was like 2016 technically so this movie is like because even after after um t'challa's passing that was a they did another time skip that was like another year right um so this movie is like she's basically like almost 10 years older than she was in the first Black Panther movie. So she's gone through, she's not a kid anymore. She's gone through some stuff. She's lost all of her family. Uh, she's gone through uh, a lot of character development and we were able to see the Black Panther now, uh, hopefully going forward, like the type of character that I complained about that T'Challa was never seen as a very smart character because they didn't depict him that way in the mcu but he's actually supposed to be one of the smartest characters in comics so now we have shuri is going to be that uh that type of smart and and have the black panther ability so uh we'll see how that goes but i definitely have, uh, have black panther as one of my favorite movies of 2022. one um, of my favorite things that one of my just not to not to interrupt you but like one of my favorite things that they did in here like that went under not under under radar but it was a kind of just like a one line one scene thing which i was kind of like disappointed that they didn't do until now but when when shuri's talking about you know to some, i can't remember who she's talking to but she they're like how did you learn all these things it's like my big brother thought right yeah and that's so like T'Challa's a fucking genius man <laughs> like they never mm -hmm. really show that in this entire episode now it's like man that's how do you not show that that he's this fucking genius uh level intellect and they they don't show it until now uh so yeah that was always that was fun it's just a one lineup it's like finally thank you for for letting everyone know that T'Challa is a genius uh, and he should have been recognized as a genius from the from the very beginning when they introduced him in, in Civil War. All right, and if you don't mind, I think my uh, my last movie works better as the last thing, uh, or rather, coming after yours. So if you don't mind doing your your last. Oh uh, yeah, that's fine. First. Um yeah, so my last movie, uh, I put the Batman. Uh, as my favorite um, 
to me, like, like I, I thought like this as far as who Batman is as a character. I thought this was like one of the best interpretation, if not the best interpretation of of Batman and and everything involved, like him in his early years, kind of being this like. Like complex, more complex as far as understanding the difference between being Bruce Wayne and Batman, and how he needs to present himself as Bruce Wayne, and how how Batman he's learning like what Batman needs to be to Gotham. Um, Obviously, uh, they went with the villain. They went with was uh, um, the ruler, and you know, I, I thought. Uh, Paul Dano did a fantastic job. Like at times, it was just really creepy the way he he portrayed the character. And I know I know it was like a mix of of different variations of the Riddler, I believe of 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 NDC of like different universes and stuff like that. But he does a fantastic job. Obviously, you have Will um, Colin Farrell. Sorry, I should say Will Farrell. <laughs> Not Will yeah, Farrell. That would have been interesting. Yeah, but it's just feral as a penguin is is crazy because like you when you first see the trailer for this movie, you don't recognize him at all. It's like, oh shit, that's Colin Farrell? Uh because he's like, and I, I love the interpretation of that too, because the way they did it, they showed him kind of like as a mob, uh, like an Italian mobster, as opposed to like the way he's normally been portrayed. Like I can't remember the last time he's been portrayed like this, and at least on like even in movies and things like that, because like the animated he's not portrayed like this exactly in animated movies i can't remember of um and then gotham like they nailed gotham like the way it was like it's this you know the the one of the one of the issues i had with like christopher nolan's gotham it was just pretty much chicago still like he didn't change a lot in, in 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 the city. Like you, you still see like. And while I I love Chicago, I love I love the city. I love seeing. It's always cool seeing the city on the big screen and things like that. But like, I wish he had done better with the Gotham, with the way the Gotham, with the way Gotham is supposed to be this this super like seedy city that it just you know it's so corrupt like it affects every bits of the city like the just just the, the the not only like the nice areas are rough like in a, in a gloomy not rough but gloomy but he, the, the worst areas are like worse than you can imagine um so yeah i just love the way gotham was and lastly i, I did forget with batman i really love the essence like he i thought he nailed the essence again of batman like i talked about the way they portrayed the 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 ways that Bruce Wayne and he's learning how to be Bruce Wayne and and the 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 transition Batman and things like that, but the essence of Batman, it's like Batman's not just a he's not just a, an action guy. He's he's very much method metho, like how do I say this? Um, he he's very much like a like a guy that thinks a lot before he reacts he doesn't just react to everything he's not just you know go in and start punching uh that he's a punch last guy um and i really like that they showed like the real detective side of him um like obviously in the comic books he's known as the greatest detective ever 
And I love that they showed that part of him actually doing a lot of like, um, like police work in a sense, if you will. Like he's trying to look up uh, has the, the the things that with him and uh, the games between him and the Riddler, you know, the 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 the, the riddles that the Riddler is giving him to solve and things like that. You know, you see the 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 way he's attacking those um, and and really, you know, using using his his knowledge and obviously uh, the tech that he uses too. Like I I like that since he's the early in a sense, he didn't have like a lot of tech, but he had some cool tech. Like the coolest tech being like the contact lens thing where he, you know, where he can wear, where he puts a contact lens on and then he can record everything. That's a really cool tech. And obviously he gives that to, um, to Catwoman uh, played by uh, uh, Zoe Kravitz, who again, fantastic in her role. And obviously Zoe Kravitz speaks for herself because she's uh, especially stunning. Um, so yeah, she she was great in this too. So yeah, for me, like the Batman, arguably the best Batman in general, and it was up there as far as one of my favorite movies. Um, and that's why I definitely wanted to have it on this list as far as when we talk about like our favorite movies. Yeah, I enjoyed it uh, pretty much. Uh, have the same thoughts as you. Um, I thought it was great. It was. I wouldn't say a, a fresh take, but like uh, the one thing that did kind of linger with me uh, with the movie, which is doesn't necessarily diminish anything about it. It's just kind of like an ongoing thing that this is still more of a grounded, realistic version of Batman, which uh, we've already gotten that like with Christopher Nolan. Um, and it kind of stinks that we're kind of stuck and committed to that. Which, I mean, obviously Batman doesn't have powers, right? So it's not like he's got to be flying around and, and lifting cars with his pinky or anything. But he has villains within his rogues gallery that can do that. And I don't think we're going to ever see them. And that's kind well, of the, the point of, like, we'll see them, but they'll be a grounded, realistic version of those characters. We'll see. All. Like, we'll see. I don't, because... I don't know if we'll see, like, a full-on Killer Croc and he be, like... Like he, well, I don't want him necessarily like Suicide Squad, but you know, just more like more of his fantastical, uh, fantasy power based villains. Like Poison Ivy would be a perfect example. Like, how do you do a realistic Poison Ivy if they don't have powers, right? Because she yeah. wouldn't have powers, she, she could just be like a scientist that experiments and 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 mess around with plants and makes a serum and stuff like that but she wouldn't necessarily control plants or, or talk to the you know be connected to the green and and things like that so it they would do it but they would change it not that it wouldn't be cool but it's more of we're not getting that side of batman and that's why like i i would love for and, and i don't want to get too much into that now because this is not what we're doing today but uh, i would love for them to have gone in a different direction and but they can't because of of the matthew reeves uh the whole deal with it but despite that agree with you i don't agree with you that that's all they're gonna do um that just this movie was like that because the villains that they picked are not like the riddler doesn't have any any of the comics he doesn't have those powers um and and well he doesn't have powers. Penguin, 
Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't yeah. have supernatural powers. The Riddler, not just the character, even in the comics. Uh, the Penguins is the same way. He doesn't have any supernatural powers. That's just the same way in the comics. Um, but Christopher, Christopher Nolan specifically took out any supernatural stuff. Like the like with Ra's al Ghul, um, he has a Lazarus pit that he can use to regenerate himself. There was nothing about the Lazarus pit. There's no mention about being able to come back from life or death. Um, the the Joker, uh, he the the way he's scarred and stuff is because he falls into this chemical and his skin isn't white because he paints it white. It's white because of that chemical turns it white. Um, and then the and Bane, Bane wasn't uh, was like Bane was just like a super jacked up guy, and the thing that he was wearing was just like a breathing apparatus for him. It wasn't something that put venom into his body. So that he, Christopher Nolan, definitely changed it. I don't think that's what Matt Reeves is necessarily going to do. Like, we'll see what villains he goes with next, for sure. We'll see what happens. But I think I think he's probably going to keep the supernatural side uh, more so as opposed to just completely getting rid of any of those type of things. So we'll see. Like, that's that's still, you know, up up as far as we'll find out what they do when, when they make the second Batman. Yo, so um, as, as I was saying, uh, my list is Salim's list, and my list is, you know, just to, for the sake of being different, uh, that leaves my last movie, and this is where, I don't know if it's controversial or not, but um, this is where some movies could have been, but are not, and obviously we're only picking three if this was like a top 10 list some of these other movies that especially the ones that are making billion dollars in the box office right now might have made that cut if we were doing a top 10 but we're doing the top three and like i said uh i kind of judge it on movies that i would rather watch like if i were presented like i've already seen these movies would you like to watch this one again or would you like to to watch that one again i'm sorry avatar 2 i do like you i i think it i legitimately like you better than the first movie i don't think you're a half bad movie at all um i hope you continue to have great success but i would rather watch sonic the hedgehog 2 over uh avatar 2 and that's just a personal thing salim has no input on this at all don't know how he feels but that's just uh in general i'd rather watch sonic the hedgehog 2 over watching nope as well uh, that was another one that came out this year that a lot of people liked, but I didn't feel so strongly about Nope, uh, even though maybe people passed on Sonic 2 or didn't, you know, didn't care for it. It's for kids or whatever, but I don't I don't care. I, I enjoyed this movie. I really uh, had a good time. I thought it was fun. I thought it was funny. I really liked the first movie. I can't wait for the third movie. Uh, when that happens in another year or two, they've actually churned this one out because the first one came out in 2020. Uh, fun fact, it was the last movie I watched in theaters before the pandemic, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 1. And then two years later, here's Sonic the Hedgehog 2. So hopefully within two years, Sonic the Hedgehog 3 will be out. So I'll, I'll be pretty excited about that. But um, yeah, I enjoyed this movie with it more than watching Nope. I enjoyed this movie more than watching Avatar 2 and anything else that came out in theaters over Love and Thunder, Thor and Love and Thunder. And um, I'm trying to think of Lightyear. We just covered that last week in Moonfall. 
and anything else i don't i can't think of anything else that came out this year um that i would have liked more that uh, we haven't already discussed like everything ever uh everything everywhere all at once black panther batman prey doctor strange and then for me uh i rounded out with sonic the hedgehog 2 um if you're not into sonic i get it but uh for me even if I didn't care for the games, for Sonic the Hedgehog games or anything like that, if I wasn't a gamer and I was just watching movies just because they're there, I still think this is a pretty enjoyable movie. Well, it was fun. I enjoyed it too. Um, I thought, you know, as far as like, especially with sequels go, it was, it, they did a really good job of continuing the storyline. I liked, um, like it, uh, Knuckles, uh, when they bought Edgar's Alba in, like, he had a lot of deadpan humor in, in this movie, in a sense. Or not a lot, but some deadpan humor. Uh, it was done well. I liked it. I enjoyed it for sure. It was a fun movie. Um, I, I can't say it was a top five. Like, I, I liked Nope better. Uh, I did like Nope better. Um, I liked, I don't know if I liked Avatar better necessarily. Um, compared to this i think they'll probably be equal tiered to me uh if anything um but yeah it was it was a fun movie for sure any any final thoughts uh overall uh, before we wrap up here um no that's about it i was like when i was figuring this out i was looking at all of the the episodes that we had on youtube just so i can remind myself what we actually watched um this year and the only other things that it came to mind as far as from movies uh well again nope avatar but also uh we watched day shift remember that with jamie fox and um oh yeah yeah that the, was a fun uh, movie too the other uh, movie which uh three thousand years of longing which you did not see i didn't watch that no, did not i see, didn't watch yeah. that um so that was an okay one but yeah like i, I would definitely still prefer to watch sonic 2 over either of those but again day shift's not half bad and that's on netflix and there's plenty of other uh things on uh uh there are plenty of other movies that came out this year that we didn't uh see or just didn't put on this list but they're they're not half bad but i sonic 2 is for me you know 100 um but yeah, that's uh, that's a wrap for our show today. Uh, appreciate everyone for always tuning in. Obviously, if you missed any one of our shows in the past, uh, please give us a listen. You can find us obviously on the Barroom Network under on YouTube, and then um, also on uh, sorry, what do you call it? On all audio and. Uh, audio platforms like for podcasts as far as podcasts are concerned so you can catch us on like apple uh spotify podbean and whatever other um podcast providers that you tend to want to listen to and then obviously please listen to all our other great shows that we have um mac and reed they do a great show they actually are on On right before us, um, like uh, like for us, but they're on out for us. Uh, they have a lot of great conversations on various Chicago uh, related topics, uh, sports related topics, I should say. So shout out to those guys. Obviously, the Crosstown Crosstalk uh, gentlemen do a lot of great um, 
covering both uh, baseball teams, I should say. Uh, they, they did a great job on their draft on tap. Um, it's, it's starting up again just because the, the draft is coming up and the Bears have the first pick. So tune into them because if you're not some, like someone like myself will definitely tune in because I don't know a lot about uh, the NFL draft. I just wait too much to know. Uh, I don't I don't get how people can pay attention to that many prospects because there's like seven rounds in the NFL of drafts and there's like even more players than seven rounds worth of players to to know about. So um, definitely tune into those guys so you really get a, a, an understanding. Uh, Danny and Neil do a great job with, with Aldo as well to really cover these different prospects and especially with obviously the Bears have the first pick. So you know they're they're with with the in the first round at least they, you know there's so many multiple things that they can do that they'll probably trade down but in rounds and then they're gonna probably end up with even more picks and then in rounds two three and four five so forth uh players that they can look at to fill out needs and and holes that this uh bear squad has so check them out and obviously all the other stuff in general do a lot of bears related content uh check them everything out uh that borrow mass offer but yeah um uh, that's everything for tonight from us, but uh, we appreciate again everyone tuning in. So for myself and Carl, we'll see you guys next time.